Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, this is a day that you've made. God, it's so easy to just miss it all. God, I pray that um, you would just open our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our ears. God, that we would hear whatever it is that you would have us hear, have us see, have us do. God, we thank you for all things. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. You know, life is um, its a series of moments. It's moment after moment after moment. And this present moment is all that we have right now. This moment, we are making history. And I believe if you put enough moments together, they call it a life. The fact is, I've heard it said that yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a gift, and that's why they call it the present. I mean, have you ever had one of those times in your life when you realize inside it kind of hits you, I think this is a moment, and you just kind of stop and take it in? You ever have moments like that? I remember uh, several years ago I uh, flew out to uh, Pittsburgh with a buddy of mine to see the Pittsburgh Steelers play a game. It was the inaugural season of opening Heinz Field, and the guy that had made the arrangements for us and took care of everything, had told us that we needed to get to the gate a couple hours before the gate opened and that he had a surprise for us. And so we got up early the next morning. We, we headed over and we got there and there's a guy waiting for us at the gate. And he let us in and he took us to a room and he said, I'll be back in a few minutes. And we sat down and I'm thinking, what's up here? What's going on? He comes in, he says, follow me, and we follow him, and we end up in another room. It was an announcer's booth, and we got to meet and talk with Troy Aikman. He was announcing the the game. The guy that made the arrangements, he thought it would be kind of funny to have a, uh, as a Steeler fan, to have a cowboy legend give us orientation of of the field, and uh, it it was uh, just one of those moments for me, as I, as I stood there, something I had dreamed about ever since I was a little kid, as I stood there, Steeler Nation, it was a moment. It was a moment. How many of you have ever had a moment like that? I mean, you don't forget those moments. The, the, the fact is, you, you just take them in. That moment you you have these snapshots that you try and embed in your mind so that you don't forget it. Some, Some moments are just so right. Everything kind of slows down and you just relish it. You You take it in. I believe there are other moments, though, that move and change your heart. 
I mean, I remember standing with 13 people in my home. And I remember looking in the eyes of Cindy and saying, I do. I had no idea. I had no idea how much she would mark me. I had no idea what our future would hold. But as I stood there, I fully realized the commitment I was making to her and to two little girls. Believe it or not, my hands were shaking. But friends, I knew that was a moment. It was a moment. It changed everything. I just took it in. I, to this day, I can, I can close my eyes and it's like snapshots in my mind. And I can remember that. I remember the first time I held each of my grandkids. And each time my mind is racing as I held them and I looked at them. And I wondered, I wondered who, who they would grow up to be. I, I wondered what their interests would be. I wondered what kind of personality they would have. And as I looked at them, I mean, I, I fully realized that they were fearfully and wonderfully created, that God had done an amazing job. But each time, I had a moment. I had a moment, a moment I'll never, ever forget. And I think as we look at his story, as we look at our Savior's story this Christmas, I want us to learn to live in the moment, to really live in the moment so that it makes a difference in our lives, so it will impact us, so that what is recorded is our history. See, what we do at this moment changes all that. It determines what your history and my history is going to be. You know, Luke writes in the second chapter of Luke. I'm just going to read here. It says, There were shepherds living out in a field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior is born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of hosts, heavenly hosts, appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And here's the verse I'm drawn to, the part of the verse. It's kind of obscure. But it says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, I, I think Mary was tired. 
I think Mary was weary. I even might think she was a little bit frustrated with everything. I mean, first of all, the, the government forces, forces her to travel a long distance because they're going to take a census, which really was about getting more taxes. So it was kind of a double whammy. It's this long trip, nine months pregnant. I bet that was fun. They get to Bethlehem. There's no room in the inn. And they end up in a smelly, dirty stable. And that's where Mary gives birth. Mary places her son, the son of God, in a manger, which was really a feeding trough. And now shepherds are showing up. And they're sharing stories. They're talking about what had just happened out in the field, how they found out, how many angels were in the sky, what what the angels had to say. And I am absolutely sure, as this is all unfolding, I think Mary was thinking, this is a moment. This is a moment. This is a moment that she is going to treasure, that she's going to store in her heart. And that kind of got me thinking as we're, we're in this series, thinking about the moments that God's given us. The, the fact is that our lives are a series of moments, and it makes our history what we do with those moments. And I began to think, well, is there something? Is there something that we can learn from his story, from, from the Christmas story, that would help us? make the most of every moment that God has given to us. That would encourage us to start living moment by moment. And here's what I found as I started unpacking that. First, you've got to unwrap the present. If yesterday's history and tomorrow's a mystery, we're not sure what's going to happen, today is the gift. It's the present. It's the present that God gives us. And I think we've got to unwrap the present every single day. How many of you have ever watched little kids when at Christmas when they open gifts? Aren't they fun to watch, little ones? I mean, they, they wait patiently to open their gift. They very carefully remove the bow and the ribbon, the paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> They, they just start ripping the stuff. There, there is no plan. There, there is no plan. Just get the paper off the box. And you ever notice kids go for the biggest box first, don't they? And they have this uncanny ability as they are unwrapping their gift. They are able to see out the corner of their eye what everybody else is getting. Maybe you're like that. And as they're unwrapping the gift, what are they thinking about? The next gift. Their mind has already moved to the next present. And I wonder, I wonder if that's not how we live our lives. I mean, is that how we live when when things are really good? You know, we're sitting there and we're thinking, 
hey, thanks, God. This is pretty good. This is great. But what's going to happen tomorrow? Hey, look at their present. I like their present better than my present. I wish I had their present. God, why didn't I get their present? And when life goes bad, doesn't go the way that we planned. Hmm. Now it really gets kind of messy. And we start worrying. We start stressing. We get frustrated. We get afraid. In fact, I believe we live in a culture that kind of nurtures the dissatisfaction. When when things take a turn, we, we miss the present. And we quit living in the moment that God's given to us. You know, I think God would say to our culture, you know, open the present. Open the present. I just gave you a gift. Just unwrap it. Don't worry about everything else. This is your gift. This is your moment. This is your present. Have you ever ever done the uh, box within many boxes and gave it as a gift? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you take a, a, a small box and you put it inside a lot of bigger boxes, you know? Do you, yes? We, we did this with my grandson uh, uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, he uh, he was four at the time. Jason's who it was. And... Uh, Dason is kind of our comedian in the, in the, of our grandkids. And Dason is also our Snoop, okay? He wanted an iPod really bad because he loves music. And so Cindy and I thought it would be funny to wrap his iPod up inside a bunch of boxes that were wrapped up. And it was also a good way to disguise it. And so... He got his gift, pretty good size, and he rips the paper off of it, and inside there's another box wrapped up. And Dason, he just kind of rolled his eyes and looked at it, and so he started opening that one up, and he got that unwrapped, and there's another box, and now the grandkids, they are, they are dying. They're laughing. They're having fun. And, and Dason's kind of a good sport about things. He um, He's kind of a ham, actually. And so... He opens the next one, and he acts shocked, you know, one of these things, you know, and gets a laugh out of it. And after a couple more, he gets the box, and you have to know him. He uh, he wanted to make sure that everybody knew he was getting serious about this. And so he kind of scowled at us. He puts his tongue in his cheek. And that means, get ready, I'm serious now. And he just started tearing the boxes and getting through them and getting through them. And he finally gets to his iPod. And I said, what do you think? He goes, I think it was a lot of work getting this. (laughs) Friends, I think sometimes that's how we attack our days. It's how we live our days. We get this gift of today. We get this gift to open. And we kind of open it. And we go, nothing here. Nothing here. Guess this will keep going. 
it's another box. Keep going. It's just another box. If you just keep going, if you just keep digging, God says, you know what? There's something in this for you. There's something in this day for you. There's something in this moment for you. You know, the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and unwrap it. Something like that. Friends, we are not here very long on this planet. Some of you need to hear this. You, you can keep waiting for the next day. You can keep waiting for the next gift to unwrap. You can keep waiting and you miss the present that God's given you today. Job writes and says, my time is short. What's left of my life races off too fast for me to even glimpse the good. My life is going fast like a ship under full sail, like an eagle plummeting to its prey. Friends, I think it's really easy to live your life thinking about tomorrow and you miss today. You miss today. Life's too short to do that. I I am reminded on a regular basis that life is short. Life is short. You know, someone heads off to work one day in a wrong turn, wrong place, wrong time, and they never come home. Somebody goes to bed one evening and they just don't wake up the next day. In a moment, they're, they're gone. You have the present. And when you get this gift that God has given to you, I want to suggest you unwrap it each day. You take time with it each day. I also think that you've got to take in the moments in your life. Each and every moment, you've got to, you've got to kind of soak in them. Enjoy them. You know, I usually uh, play hoops on Thursday night. And um, I, play, I play pretty hard, but the reality is I've hit that age. And so Friday when I get up, I'm just sore. And I creak and I'm tight. And I, it, it is all I can do. And I'm always kidding, kidding the young guys and... I realize, like everybody's young that I play with just about. Um, but I'm always kidding. I say, you're going to have to come carry me down to my hot tub in the morning. And, friends, when I finally get down there and I get in the hot tub, it's one of these, ah. And I stay in quite a while on Friday mornings. And I just soak. And I think, this, this is good. This is good. Remember one night I was um, in the hot tub with my two grandsons, and I look over and Ethan, he's, he's the oldest. Uh, he's got his hands behind his head. He's on the lounger. He's got his feet crossed, laying up on the side, and he goes, "Grandpa, this is the life." <laughs> I said, "Well, buddy, what do you what do you mean?" And he, he's pretty, um, he thinks about things. And so he thought for a little bit. And then just kind of matter-of-factly, he said, just being here. 
Hmm. Just being there. I've been learning to kind of soak in the present, to soak in the moment. The the moments that are God-given. They're gifts from God. It's what Mary did. Mary just treasured up that moment in her heart. As the wise men or the shepherds, as people gathered, she just, she just treasured it up. All these things, she soaked them in. This is a moment. It's a gift from God. You ever have moments like that? If you haven't figured out, I, I like sports. I like uh, watching ESPN. I was watching the, the ESPN highlights uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And one of my favorite things is top ten plays of the day. And my grandkids are all on the couch with me. Actually, they're on me and, and sitting. And I'm watching. It was a Boise State, uh, Nevada game. It was one of the plays where uh, Kellen Moore threw that 53-yard pass with just seconds left in the in the game. And uh, Titus Young stretches out. And, I mean, it is incredible, incredible play. And when it happened, I'm watching it, and I go, oh, my. And Naya, she's, she's two, she goes, oh, my. She repeats anything you say. Isabella, she's, she's the oldest of my grandkids. She goes, Grandpa, you say, oh, my, a lot. And I'm like, I do? She says, you say it all the time. And I've been thinking God lately has been saying to me, Damon, you don't say oh my enough these days. The fact is you just don't say it enough. You used to say oh my when you, when you watch the sunset. You know, you used to say oh my when the first snow fell. When you hold that that baby, perfect little fingers and feet and face. You used to always say, oh my, when you worshipped. When you looked at a changed life. You just go, oh my. And it's almost like God saying, Damon, you just don't, oh my, enough these days. You're missing the moments got to soak you got to take them in it's what mary did it's what she did when the shepherds were there when when they they took simeon or took jesus to the temple and simeon she, she took in the moment this is a moment we're just gonna soak in it you ever have moments like that you ever have moments where god just he says, take it in, take it in. I think when you have moments that you also got to learn to sing in those moments. Now, I love to sing. Please do not hear me say I'm good at singing, okay? I'm not. But I love to sing. And I'm one of these that when I get in my car, if I'm by myself, Radio comes on, I got all kinds of worship CDs, and I just sing. And I love, and I sing my heart out. Once in a while, you get to a stoplight, and I'll just be singing and kind of enjoying the music, and I've got it cranked, and 
then I'll realize that someone's watching me. It's an awkward moment, seriously. It's like, do I dare look? And so I'll glance over, and in my mind, right off the bat, I'm like, I'm okay. They're not from Faith Fellowship. It's good. It's good. Every Sunday after church, if the grandkids are down, Dason, he's he's the singer, remember, he always waits for me. He wants to stay. He doesn't care about going and playing. He, he wants to ride home with Grandpa. And as soon as we get in the car, he goes, Grandpa, we're going to sing, right? And we do. I'll turn the CD player on, and he'll always go, CD 2, Grandpa, tracks 1 and 4, Right? It's a fee CD. As soon as I turn it on, he goes, turn it up. And so we crank it. And we sing, and he plays the drums in the back, and we bob our heads, and we just go crazy. The other day, we get home. He goes, Grandpa, do you think you'll ever get too old to sing? I said, well, I'm not planning on it. And I love what he said to me. He goes, well, Grandpa, you may get too old, but I will always sing. And I hope he does. Friends, I hope he sings when life is beating him up. I hope he sings when life is great and he's cruising along. I hope he sings and I pray that he sings when the weight of the world's on his shoulders. And friends, I hope I never forget how to sing. God has given us this wonderful gift called the present. And God says, you are to respond to that. You are to be moved by that. Every moment of your life, you ought to praise God. You ought to sing. You ought to worship. You ought to lift your voice just like Mary did. You know, Mary just sang. She just sang in response to the moment. You know, the moment that, that she found out. I mean, this, this 14, maybe 15-year-old girl finds out that she's going to give birth to the Son of God. And even though she had a lot of questions, I'm going to guess it was really hard to even comprehend. And even though I am absolutely sure that her mind raced and she realized that she was going to face ridicule and stress and problems down the road, it was not enough just to soak in the moment and go, God, this is unbelievable what you're doing. No, her natural response Scripture says she's filled with the Holy Spirit. Mary sang. She sang. It, it, the song is recorded in, in Scripture. You know, and just, just a piece of it here. But Luke 1 says, she says, I'm bursting with God news. I, I'm dancing the song of my Savior, God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I am the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave, moment after moment, on those 
who are in awe before him. Mary sings. Mary worships God with her voice, but it's all coming from the heart. And I believe that God wants us to sing more in life. He wants us to sing when we're on top of the world and when we're in the bottom of the pit. He wants us to sing in the midst of fear. He wants us to sing when we are worried, when life is uncertain, when we're not sure what's around the corner. He just wants us to sing. Because we have this present. We have now. I remember I was in high school. I went to camp every summer out to uh, Lake Springfield Christian Assembly. And there was a uh, gentleman by the name of Henry. We called him Uncle Henry. And he would come and spend a day with us. And he would speak. Every year I was there. And he's in his late 80s. But I remember looking forward. That was something I looked forward to at camp. I always found him inspiring, encouraging. And I remember one year I went to camp, and the first day of camp, everybody's buzzing about Uncle Henry had had a stroke. And it happened earlier in the year, but we were just finding out about it. And on top of that, they said his wife was battling for her life. She was in the hospital. She was really sick. And I remember all day long the question that that we were asking each other was, will Uncle Henry come out this year? Is he going to be here this year? And that evening, right before we, we headed to bed, the dean gathered us all up. And he said, Uncle Henry's wife died. We need to, so we had prayer for her, for him. And I remember being really upset about it. I think everybody was. We went to our dorms and it was quiet. It was quiet that night, which is strange if you've ever been to camp. That's not the norm. The next day, nobody asked the question because we just assumed Uncle Henry wouldn't be out. That evening, we had late-night vespers. Uh, It was probably 11 o'clock at night. And we started worshiping. And we would go for two, three hours sometimes. And somewhere in the midst of our worship, in came Uncle Henry. And I remember he was using a walker, kind of dragging his foot. You could tell a lot of pain. A lot of weatheredness. And I remember watching him as he came in. And he went and had a seat where he usually sat. And he just started praising God. Friends, I knew it was a moment. It is a moment that etched itself in my mind, I can remember it, close my eyes and relive it. But I watched Uncle Henry sing. I mean, he sang from his heart. He raised his hand and he just started praising God. It was almost like he was saying, you know, thank you, God, for this life. 
Thank you, God, for all the years that I had with my wife. Thank you, God, for for these high school students that I want to be with. And God, I am hurting right now, but I will sing, I will sing, I will praise you. And friends, I just looked at Uncle Henry, and I decided right then, right there, that for the rest of my life, I would sing more and I would whine a lot less. And it's because of that moment. This is the day that the Lord's made. This is the moment that God has given you. You better unwrap it. You better soak in it. You better sing over it because it's a gift that God has given to you. You know, when the the angel first appeared to Mary, uh, initially, this this is before she knew anything, she was kind of afraid because she didn't know what the angel wanted. And I'll be honest with you, if an angel showed up, I'd be afraid too. But after the angel informed her that she was going to give birth to the Son of God, she only asked one question. She said, how is it possible? I'm a virgin. And after the angel answered that, answered her question, This young girl, whose life had suddenly changed, and that's really an understatement, this young girl that I believe had a lot more questions than she did answers, in that moment, she just surrendered herself to God. You know, Luke writes, he says, Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you've said happen to me. And I think that's what you have to do in life with the moments that God gives you. Surrender to God in the moment. Every day God gives you that day, I believe, whether it's in your life or mine, that you have to make a decision to surrender the moments to God. We are only here for a little while, a little while, a brief moment And I believe God wants us to trust him. I believe he wants us to trust him with the little things as well as the big. I believe that he wants us to surrender every single moment of every single day all along the way to just give them to him. You know, early in my Christian walk... um, I loved God, but I thought I could kind of fake God out. And friends, I knew it wasn't working. I I, I found it exhausting. Some of you know what I'm talking about here. But finally, there there came this point in, in my life where I was just tired, just tired of the game, trying to trying to fool God and, you know, thinking I'm getting by with some and all that. And I, I remember when I, I finally just surrendered it all to him. And I just said, God, I give up. I give up. And honestly, that is what surrender is. God, I, I give up. I, I just don't want to do life on my own anymore. And I want you to invade me. I want you to take me where you want to take me. 
Whatever you want to do in me and through me, I'm yours. And friends, I can remember that moment. I can remember sitting at a picnic table out in the middle of Lake Springfield Christian Assembly. I remember it was a cool night. And honestly, there are many times in my life I just close my eyes and it's almost like I can see every star in its place. But it was a moment. My life's never been the same. Changed everything. Changed changed absolutely everything. Greatest defining moment in my life. The other night I was um, watching the History Channel. How many of you watch? I'm just curious. Watch the History Channel. They um, they were doing a thing on um, daredevils, and they were covering uh, the life of Steve Trotter. He's a daredevil. He's bungee jumped and done psycho things, just crazy things. He went over uh, Niagara Falls in a barrel one time, and. Uh, he decided he wanted to be the first person, because other people have done that, but he wanted to be the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel with someone else, do a duo kind of thing. And so uh, Lori Martin, the uh, love of his life, he said, how about it? Let's do this. Now, I'm thinking that's a cool date. <laughs> you know, something you don't you won't forget very, very soon. But they get in the barrel... Trotter's uh, brothers and friends and family and stuff help roll the barrel to the bank, and then they just kind of push it off the bank, and it rolls into the water. And the announcer says, 15 seconds later, at the bottom of the fall. 15 seconds later. 15 seconds, no control. 15 seconds, going where that river takes him. And I think that's what God calls us to do. I mean, I think about what a rush it's been to just surrender to God. When I finally decided, you know what, I give up, I surrender. Wherever your river takes me, I'll go. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever it is you want me to see and hear, I'll hear. What are you doing? What are you you doing with the present that God's given to you? I mean, are you treasuring it? Are are you trusting God? And I'm not talking about in some reckless way, but are you really trusting God? God. In your life, I would challenge you to surrender every single moment that, that God gives you, to surrender in the little things, to surrender the, the big things, to pay attention to those little promptings that God gives you along the way. You know, I believe His Holy Spirit, He, he prompts us. He's prompting some of you right now. You know, maybe, maybe His Spirit's prompting you to reach out to a neighbor. You know, to make a difference in someone's life down the street. Maybe God is pressing you to pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, to get your priorities straight. To forgive someone. To ask for forgiveness. To to quit holding a grudge. I mean, maybe, maybe God's spirit wants you to not worry about 
the fact that things aren't turning out the way you planned. What are you sensing God telling you to do with the present? I mean, this is my present. This is my moment. But you have a present too. And you have a moment. What are you doing with it? I mean, maybe you have to start Approaching each and every day. Just say, God, I'm going to unwrap this. I'm going to unwrap this day. Moment by moment, God, just, just lead me. You know, can I, can I sense your Holy Spirit? Can I, I just get where I can live with the present and live with you? Friends, I believe the only way you can live and get the most out of life is when you learn to live in the present. I have been awed by God. And I've been awed the fact that God's always in the present. In every moment, every single moment, He's there. It's a gift. God's given you today. It's a gift. And what you do with that gift becomes your life. It's your history now. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. That very first Christmas, God was with us. He came to free us. came to save us came to be with us so that we could live each moment of each day. And I think part of the problem and why we miss God is because we're trying to live tomorrow or the next day instead of today. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what God's saying to you right now. I'm not sure what you're going through. Not sure what your fears are. Not sure what you're stressed out about. Struggling with. But here's what I know. God is with you. God is with you. And friends, when you realize that, it changes everything. And I think the only way you realize that God's with you is if you live in the moment. And you unwrap it. And you take it in and you look for God. It's a gift. You all have it. You know, what will you do with it? We are going to um, have the band come out. They're going to share a piece of music. I just ask you to stay seated and allow God to minister to you. And maybe listen for God's voice of what God might have you do with the moment you've been given. Um, the song we're going to sing, uh, Audrey Lucchese, she's one that sings with our, our band here. 
She wrote this. Um, You're the first ones to get to hear it. And it's called You Were There. And I believe um, it's one of those that um, she listened to God in the moment. And God spoke and she wrote. And so I pray that this be our gift to you. And that you listen for God right now.